She's passionate about the truth of God's word and will tell you like it is. Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey guys, it is your girl, Autumn Miles. Happy New Year to you today. Happy, happy 2022. We made it. Congratulations. You made it to 2022. We all, we all like seriously need a medal that we all successfully made it to 2022. (laughs) I'm so proud of you, you guys. We did it. We're here. And man, we are going to talk about 2022 after the break for my message for you guys today. I'm so happy to be here. I have such, um, Oh my goodness. I have such a sense of expectation for 2022. And we're going to get into that a little bit, but happy new year. I do realize that it kind of after Christmas, it takes the world a couple of weeks to wake back up. It's like Christmas exhausts us so much (laughs) that it takes everyone, the world, a couple of weeks. So if you are kind of in that bare hibernating stage, like I totally get it. If my energy is too much for you right now, you wouldn't be the first one to think that. Okay. I've heard that so many. I used to hear that when I was a kid, like Autumn, calm down. And now to all my critics, when I was a child, I'm like, what's up now? God is using all that energy (laughs) for his glory and for his story. So happy new year to you. I want to share just such a phenomenal piece of my life with you. It's too good not to share. I have to share it. It is incredible. It happened over the Christmas holiday and I want to share it with you. I want to get to the verse. I, I have to share this verse with you because you you guys are going to like freak out. It was so awesome. But after the break, we are going to be talking about the new year and what word that I know that God has given me for this new year. And um, it's going to be incredible. So we take our kids uh, yearly. We, we do a family yearly vacation in, in the month of December. And, and typically that's because my, my kids are out of school or, or they go to school. You know, those days where like you send your kids to school, but they come home and they're like, we watched three movies today. (laughs) I don't know that my kids have ever done that, but it was like Grinch day and like whatever. So because we know that they, you know, they're watching a movie or having a party or something like that. We're like, you know, we're going to take this opportunity to peace out. So we go on a family vacation in December and we went to Disney uh, this year, which is crazy because (laughs) Disney was crazy. (laughs) There was people everywhere. I love Disney so much. You guys know the stories and everything. It is a place that we frequent. But this year it was super crazy because it's like the 50th anniversary of Disney World and, you know, the whole thing. 
So we're there. One of my favorite rides is Splash Mountain. Okay. So Splash Mountain is like, a, it's a water ride, but it go. it's like a, you, you get in a log and you like, you go at the end of Splash Mountain, you go through and you like hear the little music and everything. And then you go down a really, really tall drop. Okay. You can see this drop from outside of the ride and Moses and Haven are still six. They will soon be turning seven, but they're still six. And Moses has decided at six years old, he is terrified of heights. Okay. Now he rode this ride, the Splash Mountain ride when he was four years old. No problem. He did it. He got on it. We were so proud of him. You know, there's little kids that ride this ride. It's like not, we're not like pressuring him or anything. And so we're, we were so, super excited to ride this ride as soon as we got to Disney this year, because it is one of my favorite rides. Okay. I absolutely love it. I think it's super fun. It's just, it's fun. We are 20, it's like a 20 minute, 15, 20 minute walk, I would say from the front of the park to the Splash Mountain ride, okay? When we do our little tickets to get into the park, Moses starts freaking out, okay? Freaking out, like free, like we are that kid that <laughs> everyone's looking at because he does not want to ride this ride because as, as I told you, he is scared of heights, okay? So I'm looking at him and I'm like, you're gonna love it. You've done this before. Like all, all six, all five of us are, are trying to cheer him on whatever. He is like, no, I don't want to ride it. I'm terrified. I don't know what he thinks is going to happen to him, but he does not want to ride this ride. We get closer and closer because we keep walking towards the ride. I did not give in, you know, so, you know, as mom, sometimes, you know, when your kids are being for real and sometimes you just have to have them muscle through. Didn't give in. No, Moses, you're going to love it. I promise you, you're going to love it. You have ridden it before and you've loved it. Let me remind you. We get up to the ride. He is full blown. Now, my kids aren't tantrum kids. We, that's, they're not tantrum kids. Okay. But he is full blown tantrum at the beginning of this ride. And I'm looking at Eddie going, okay, like <laughs> at this point we're at Disney. I don't know. No, mom, I don't want to ride the ride. I'm like, okay, well, let's just stand in line for a little bit. Cause it was a long wait. And let's see what let's see if you change your mind. Okay. He goes in the ride. He is very upset. He does not want to ride it. And a man walks and his wife walk up behind us in line. You guys, this is spectacular. This man who is probably my dad's age, I would say he's like, you know, close to 70, uh, looks at Moses who is freaking out. And he says, very calmly, Will you ride the ride with me? Now, this is a stranger, okay? We've definitely taught our kids about stranger danger. <laughs> but it was weird. It was like a weird, totally different feel. He was, like I said, he was like an older man and his wife. And Moses looks at this man who we've, you know, at this point, because you're in the ride for so long, where we knew that we would have a chance to talk to him or whatever. And and he looks at this man and he says, yes, completely calm. 
I have never seen Moses. If you know Moses, and some of you do, and some of you don't, most of you don't probably, he is 90 miles an hour 100% of the time. So he's a lot like his mom. Like if he's sad, he's like having a bad day, he's having a bad day. If he is happy, he is like all in, okay? There's really no middle ground with Moses. He's up, he's down, he's like, you know. But he was very upset about this ride. And this man calmly looked at him and said, would you ride it with me? And he instantly, instantly calmed down. Now, I've been praying over my son, a very specific verse that God spoke to me one morning. And he said, I want you to pray this over Moses. And I've been praying it over Moses. And just because it's so so personal, I'm not going to share it with you. But I will say what this man did and the reaction in my son lined up with the verse that I had been praying. So I was very comfortable in the situation. And as was my husband, of course, we're there. We get to know him. My son is obsessed with fishing. He did not know this. This man did not know this about my son, but he started talking about ice fishing. This man had no clue that Moses's dream in life is to go ice fishing. The guy ended up pulling out a picture of his ice fishing boat because he lived in Canada and showed Moses all of these pictures, which immediately just kind of formed uh, just a weird little relationship between our family and this precious couple. We keep talking to them through the ride. You know, we're like an hour in this ride at this point, and it comes up time to get on the ride. Moses is perfectly calm, and I do mean perfectly calm, like still. He is still. He is full of peace. I'm full of peace. Watching my son respond like this, they ride the ride. Moses loves it. He absolutely loved it. And we got the man's name. His name was Andre. And, you know, him and his wife are speaking French, which a lot of Canadians do speak French, but him and his wife are speaking French a lot. She was so precious. She was, you know, she reminded me of a, of a grandmother and rode the ride very peacefully. You know, we were all surrounding them and I was just watching in awe. My son completely calm. And we got off the ride and I'm like puzzled. And like, you know, my family is like chomping at the bit, waiting to see what in the world is going to like, like, like what is Moses thinking? Because we haven't been able to speak freely because, you know, we've been with these people for an hour and a half at this point. And we get off the ride. We, we, you know, have introduced ourselves and the whole thing. At this point, they, they end up leaving. We thank them profusely and all of us together collectively thought the same thing. This man was an angel. A hundred percent. This man was an angel. I have absolutely no doubt about it. I know that he was an angel and I know this because my kids don't calm for anyone but me or my husband typically. We have, you know, it's almost like moms and dads that you have these like special (laughs) calming, healing, salve, emotional powers that you have. And there was something peaceful and supernatural about this man that uh, made Moses kind of lean into him. We all left. My son Jude is very spiritually inclined and he, he actually, he wants to be a pastor. We've talked about it for years with him. 
he looked at me and he said, mom, that's an angel. And I said, you're right. That is an angel. I could not think of anything other than this man is an angel the whole time because Moses doesn't calm like that for anyone but me and Eddie. Grace walks up, mom, that's an angel. Eddie looks at us and he's like, that was an angel. We all knew that we were in the presence of angels and scripture tells us that that happens. Hebrews 13, two says this, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for by this, some have entertained angels without even knowing it. That's scripture, y'all, in Hebrews 13. I was so encouraged by that just because of the things that the Lord had been speaking to me about in my own personal time with Jesus and with the Lord. When we ask Moses, Moses, what are you thinking? We didn't see the man again. He was gone. He they, they left. Him and his wife had left. We never saw the man again. But I got down right on Moses's eye level and I was looking at him right in the eyes. What did you feel when you were talking to Andre, which is the man's name? And he said, calm. I felt calm, mom. I felt peace. And Grace looked up what Andre means and the name means, and it means courageous warrior. And so I was so overwhelmed by that. Now, it's interesting. Moses rode the ride one time and we went back to Magic Kingdom a couple of days later. He did not want to get on the ride and there was no Andre to save us at that point. We just didn't make him ride the ride. But let me tell you something. Heaven does come to earth. You might not know it. Multiple times in scripture, especially in the Old Testament, we see Christ taking the form of a body. It's called a Christophany. We see that angels do take the form of humans to come and to assist us and to help us. And that's something that I've never talked about on the show or or really don't talk about in general, but I am convinced that that man, Andre, was an angel. And if he wasn't an angel straight from the throne room of heaven, he was someone that God used greatly in my son's life to bring him great peace. So anyway, I know this is a little long, but that's what's happening in my life. I don't want to take away from my message that I'm going to share after the break. Um, Hebrews 13 two: be hospitable, be hospitable because of this. Some have entertained angels without even knowing it. Okay. I'll see you after the break for my word for today. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. 
Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab, click on it, and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, here we are back from the break. Yes. We are back from the break. We are in 2022. And I want to just remind you before I get into what God spoke to me about this next year, what God spoke to me about last year. If you remember, and if you're an OG listing, maybe you do, our word of the year for the ministry, and then my own personal word was laugh. Laugh was the word of the year. And I paralleled two messages. One was of Sarah when she laughed at God and she was like, ha, ha, ha. When God said this time next year, you're going to have a son. She was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) By her laugh, she said that. She didn't say that's the dumbest thing that that she ever heard. But she was kind of insinuating that by laughing like, ha, that's not going to happen. And how many of us chastise a word of the Lord because it doesn't seem like it's realistic, okay? Sarah did that. And I wasn't thinking of that when God gave me the word laugh, but I did parallel the two in my New Year's message last year. What I was thinking about is in Proverbs 31, when the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 laughs at the future. She laughs at the future because she mocks the future. Sarah was mocking God and the woman in Proverbs 31 was mocking the future as if to say, bring it on because my God controls the future. So that was my word for last year. It was a, it was a great word. And I will say, looking back over the last 12 months of my life, My husband and I have experienced so many moments of laughter. And I I could uh, tear up by telling you this. We have just literally laughed at opportunities God has given us in a good way. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. We have laughed at provision that God has given us like, oh my goodness, I knew I should look at the future and mock it because God was in control, in charge, and working on our behalf. We have looked at situations in our family where we have laughed. I can honestly say, looking over the last week, And just really looking at our year, how much we've laughed. My husband and I, this year specifically, we set it aside as just a year to invest in each other. We have had some of the greatest times this year after 17 years of marriage. 
really listening to one another, having fun with each other. We have um, really made this year a year of laughter for us as a couple, a year of laughter for our family. I've said no to several opportunities because sometimes busy takes away from laughter. And I knew what God was calling me to do this year. We have so many amazing things happening amongst our team. Amanda, who's one of the producers at the content producer for the show, she gave birth to their third child. His name is Julian. He is precious, but he was almost a promised baby because of what her husband, my brother, David went through when he went through just a tragic accident several years ago. He was, he was like that, that almost rainbow baby where it's like, oh my goodness, this promise of God, God has given us. We have another one on our team that God has given her a second child. Cassie's got some amazing things going on in her personal life that came out of kind of nowhere. And, you know, our team has just had this year of, wow, God, you're good. So laugh was very prophetic when God gave it to me last year. The word that God has given me this year, and I praise God for honoring his word. I praise God and his spirit for telling us in advance sometimes what to look forward to in the year. I've been doing this for probably a decade, maybe even longer than a decade. Yeah, definitely longer than a decade, maybe 13, 14 years when I prayed that God would give me a word, a prophetic word, a prophetic word for my year. Not like, oh, I like the the word fun. So <laughs> Now, if you do that, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just telling you, I pray for a prophetic word. What word is going to crown my year and the year of this ministry and the year of my family and and those things? Lord, give me a prophetic word. So I believe that this is the prophetic word for this ministry and this girl this year. And it it actually comes with several different parts. The word that God has given me for this year is renew, renew. Now, at first I was kind of let down because I was like, God, new, like everyone does the, you know, Isaiah passage, you know, um, God makes all things new. Oh, oh, that's so what everybody else does. And God knows how much I hate doing what everybody else does. I love being exactly who God wants me to be. And I really don't like going with the crowd. I never have. I never will. But when he gave me the word renew, he gave me context behind the word renew. And I have been in tears over this word since he gave it to me. He has confirmed it to me twice yesterday, once this morning. It it just, it's a resounding, this, this is the prophetic word for the year for this ministry. And maybe you can adopt this word as well for your year. And I'm going to tell you why you can do that. This word God gave to me, it wasn't, at first I thought it was new because he had kept telling me new and I hated that. (laughs) He said, no, 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 Autumn, one day in my quiet time, renew. I want you to renew, renew. Now the term renew can be uh, remake, repurpose, He wasn't calling me to new things. He was calling me to, in a sense, 
he was calling me to renew things. Okay. I think this year for our ministry, we're going to have a renewed sense of passion. I think we're going to have a renewed sense of expectancy. I think we're going to have a renewed sense of outlook on our year. I think um, this year we are going to almost be able to look at our year and see so many new opportunities. We're the same people, right? But this year being the same people, we are going to experience a bunch of newness in our year. We are going to have a sense of, I believe, just renewed excitement. I I think renewed even laughter. I believe that's going to continue in our year this year. I think we're looking at this year. We'll see new, but we'll be the same. So it will be a renewed sense. And this is what God, the passage that God gave this to me from. And this is why it stuck out so clearly. I was going to share a different passage this morning. And God said, no. I want you to share exactly what I told you. And I was like, okay, God, (laughs) will do. Will do. Yes, sir. Jeremiah 18 says this, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord. And even this passage is so perfect. Like, oh my God knew I was going to share the word of the year with you today. So he's like, hey, I was going to share another passage like I just said. And he's like, no, no, no. This is the passage I want you to share. The word... And God is amazing, you guys. God is amazing. The word which came to Jeremiah or Autumn from the Lord saying this, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will announce my words. Oh man, God, you are so good to you. I didn't even put this together until right this second. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was, he was making something on a wheel. I love this passage. But the vessel that he was making of the clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he remade it into another vessel as it pleased the potter to make. The next verse, verse five says this, Jeremiah 18, five, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as the potter does, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now God gave me this this passage to confirm the word renew. In some versions it it will it will sound more like renew. In my version NASB, which is what I read from the scripture, it says remade. Verse 18:4 says, "But the vessel that he, the potter, was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So here we have the picture of a potter and he is uh, forming the clay. Okay. He's forming the clay. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you have ever done pottery, which I have not, (laughs) but I bought some awesome pottery guys. I've never done 
done pottery. I've seen it. You see the wheel and they, it just, it just continually turns and turns and turns. And one wrong move with the pottery, one wrong move with the clay will damage the entire clay. It will spoil it. And that's exactly what had happened. Okay. But the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he remade it into another vessel as it pleased the potter to make. When I saw this remade and I knew God was speaking to me about renew, refresh, re-engage. I immediately, the context that God gave me went to the last couple years of our life. We see so many different divisions, you know, uh, so many different things happening, you know, the virus, this, that, whatever. And it looks as if the last two years of our world was spoiled in the hand of the potter. Maybe you were doing so good in 2019. I know I was doing great. (laughs) We had just released the third book from the ministry. We had just, you know, I was speaking everywhere. I was, we were seeing lives change, hearts turned to the Lord. Um, There were so many amazing things that were happening And I went into 2020 and I was like, let's do this, Jesus. I cannot wait. I had speaking engagements booked all throughout the year. It was going to be another super busy year. And then (laughs) this tiny little virus entered our world and everything was gone for me professionally for, it was just gone in like one or two days. Like there was no, (laughs) everyone called and canceled because you couldn't even have church, much less have a guest speaker. Everything was gone. And it looked as if everything I had worked so hard to do was spoiled, totally spoiled. And I struggled with that for for a long time this idea that, Lord, why did I work so hard? Why were you so faithful? And then all of a sudden it looks like everything is gone. And it's not just me. It's anyone that does what I do. Everyone. I mean, all these famous, Justin Bieber wasn't traveling either, you know? Uh, It wasn't just me. It wasn't personal. And yet it was. I looked at the world, everything was happening to the world, you know, on this whole like world level, but it also was very personal to me. And I started thinking, I started thinking, Lord, what is this going to come back? Is anything ever going to happen? And the Lord started to speak to me about what he wants to do that I would have never, never, you guys even considered, (laughs) never considered if that situation didn't happen to me in 2020. I never would have considered the the path that I believe God is taking me on. It looked spoiled in the hands of the potter. It looked spoiled to me. But God took hold of the clay. And God began to put his hand 
in the clay. And he began to mold and reshape and speak to me and give me a new passion and give me a new understanding of this next course of my life. And I would definitely say it's taken a couple of years for me to fully come to terms with what he's asking for me to do, especially in 2022. But I'm telling you what, I believe that God has remade and is remaking and is renewing me in this ministry for 2022. You see, it's not spoiled. It's never spoiled completely if it's in the hands of the Lord. What is uh, Jeremiah 18, 6? Can I not? God is speaking to Jeremiah. Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as the potter does, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. What you think is gone forever and spoiled, God's just going to renew. It's not spoiled forever. He's going to remake it. He's going to renew it. If you yield to him, he is going to remake something better, better than what you had before all of this broke loose all over the world. That's what I believe God is speaking to me about for next year. What you thought was spoiled, I'm going to renew. I'm going to remake. And you're going to dream some of the the biggest dreams that you've had this year. You're going to see some of the greatest visions that you've had this next year. I want you to walk into this next year with a renewed sense of passion, of purpose. Because God goes before us, you guys, in this new 2022 year. So the word of the year here is renew. I am... I am going to go to that Isaiah passage that I was like, oh God, everyone shares this. Lord, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to share this verse. Oh God, could you not give me another verse? God said, no, my word is good. Okay. Use it. Isaiah 43, which, which, um, has been all over the place in the last couple of days. Isaiah 43, 18 says this, do not call to mind the former things or pondered things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. He's the potter. You're the clay. He is in charge of remaking and reshaping and renewing your life. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? So I'm calling us today. I want you to be aware. I believe God's going to reshape you, renew you, give you a powerful sense of purpose, a vision for this next year. Renew. We're going to be renewed. And that's what Jesus does. He makes all things new. But this first part of uh, verse 18, Isaiah 43, 18, do not call to mind the former things. Sometimes in order to be renewed, we got to let the old things go. I get it. Last couple of years were hard. I know that we've all been through excruciatingly painful things in the last couple of years. Sometimes you need to give those things a little funeral, mourn them, bury them, and eventually you've got to move on from them. 
You can't stay in the former things forever because if you stay in the former things forever, you'll miss the newness, the renewedness of what God wants to do in your life. I believe God is saying, okay, yep, it was hard. Set your eyes forward. Set your eyes forward. Or you're going to miss what I'm going to do in 2022. Set your eyes forward. He says, do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. Did you mess up? Did you make a mistake? Did you get a divorce? Did you, you know, lose, lose a a job? Did you lose a business? Did you lose? What did you lose? Yes, that happened. And that was so incredibly hard. But begin to turn your eyes to the future. Because there is a renewed sense of passion, purpose, vision that God wants to do in and through you. And maybe, just maybe, just like Joseph, God spoke to me so much about Joseph. You needed the lessons from some of those things that you have been through in the last couple of years to be the foundation of your faith in 2022. You learned a lot. You might not even know what it is yet, but you've learned a lot. Work off that maturity that God has built in you in the last couple of years. Renew. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? And he goes on to say, I will make roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Rivers in the desert. Such a beautiful picture. That's my word for the year. I hope that encouraged you guys. Renew. We are going to be looking to renew this year. What, Lord, what are you doing new and how are you going to renew our passions and, and purpose and opportunities this year? That is the word for today. After the break, I'm going to go over a couple of questions that we've got from you. Hang tight. I'll be right back. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, okay, we're back. I'm going to do a power round, okay, because we got a lot of questions in about this new year. First one says, I'm so ready for the new year, but what if it comes with the same? How can I remain hopeful in the newness? There is a verse that says this, my dear friend, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Jesus said that it might, it might not. But if you're looking for the bad in the new year, you got to find it. You're going to find it. The way that you combat 
that idea of the other shoe is going to drop at any time is get in the word, change your thinking. We are so programmed at this point to think that the negative is going to happen at any time that we forget that God is the king of kings and more powerful than anything ever created ever, okay? It might be bad. You might have some bumps. Of course you will. In 12 months, you think it's going to be happy with balloons flying every day and kittens and roses? No, there's going to be rough times this year, but God has overcome this world. And that's what we can cling to in the new year. When the first challenge hits you in 2022, don't resort back to, I knew it was going to be this way. I knew it was going to be this way. No, cling to that promise. Be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. The next one is this. In growing, I'm growing awfully weary with all that's gone on in the world. How do we remain positive? What promise of God do you recommend? I try to focus. What do you recommend? I try to focus on to help. Okay. There are so many promises that you might've heard over the years. One, all things work together for good. Those who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28, Jeremiah 29, 11. There's a reason these verses are popular, guys. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Let me tell you, I grow weary too. I grow weary there. I I haven't watched <laughs> the proper news and I don't even know how long because I know what that does to my mind. I, I won't engage with things that I feel like are just to completely derailing my thought process. When I feel overwhelmed with anxiety or fear or whatever it is, I will ask God to speak to me. I spend a lot of times in Psalms during those times. A lot of times in the in the in the forties in Isaiah are awesome. A lot of time in John, you know, the the Jesus is the the Gospel John, and Jesus is so personal in John. Um, or Jesus, it seems like he speaks directly to you in John. That's Those are the places that I tend to go. I'm not immune to being weary, but the Bible says in Galatians, do not be weary in well-doing, for you will reap if you do not lose heart, okay? Doing good, thinking good is tiring. But when you grow weary, you don't get to reap the harvest. So I would say cling to those, those sections of scripture, Psalm, Isaiah. I would go to John and be encouraged by the promises that they hold. There's promises all throughout the Bible, but that's specifically where I go. The last one is this. A lot of people, this is when seasonal depression can start to kick in. Do you ever deal with this and how do I fight it? Yes, I absolutely do. I, one day I'll share about my, just, I didn't know it was depression at the time, but but it was depression journey. That day is not today, but absolutely I have dealt with this. It is something that definitely happens. The way that I fight that feeling of just gloom and doom is to set a routine that brings life to me. Okay. Whatever that is, if you get on the elliptical, which is what I like to do, and you listen audio through scripture 
you have a time of prayer, if you text someone every morning, you need a routine during January, which I think is the most depressing month of the whole year, except for this year, you need a routine that brings life. Okay. Jesus came to bring life and, and that you would have it more abundantly. You need a routine that brings life. If you are on the phone all day, looking through social seeing how everyone's doing great, but you're not watching the news, the doom and gloom of everything is terrible all the time. You know, yeah, you're going to be depressed hundred percent during this season, but create a routine that brings you life. And you know what that is for you. If it's getting outside, if it's taking a walk every day, discipline yourself in order to feed your soul. Okay. And in that needs to be scripture and prayer. Okay. Okay. I did a fire round. My time is way up. Thank you guys for listening. I love you so much. Renew is our word of the year. Let me pray us out. Lord, we love you. I thank you that you are the potter and we are the clay. And even if the last two years or five years or 10 years have been spoiled, you can remake and renew anything, Lord, anything. No one is too far gone. No situation is too dead. No situation is too frustrating or too helpless. You can renew absolutely anything. We praise you for that. We praise you for being the potter. We praise you, God, for being in control of our life. I pray for every single person, the thousands of people that will listen to this. God, I pray for every single one of their personal lives. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them greatly in Jeremiah 18. Listen, I'm in charge here. I can remake anything. I'm the potter. You're the clay. I can do it. I pray that you would encourage them greatly through that. We love you, Lord. God, I pray that you would continue to bless this podcast and this ministry in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Love you guys. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show.